Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of the Aman the Man Games podcast. This is my weekly gaming podcast where we discuss all things video games related. Tune in every week for new episodes and to support the show, please subscribe, comment and rate this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. You can email me any questions at amandamangames at gmail.com. That's amandamangames at gmail.com. All the various social media links will also be in the description. Now, I know I've been away for a little while. Uh, like if you've been following me on my on my Twitch and everything like that, I I was moving. So because of that, it, it took me a little while to kind of get settled. Um, I don't know if you notice a bit of an echo. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm finally in a, in a space which is uh, lo- which is larger than like one square foot basically in a sense but you know because of that it does create like a small echo and I, I need to kind of figure out what I need to do to kind of fix that so bear, bear with me until I kind of like figure all this stuff out uh, and of course I know I've been missing out on a lot but I want to kind of get right back into it right into it this is something I really want to talk about and it's kind of completely my opinion but I want to talk about the Microsoft, Microsoft acquisition of ZeniMax Media and more particularly I'm going to talk about why Microsoft buying ZeniMax Media slash Bethesda is a good thing for Sony. Uh, A lot of people have not been talking about it in terms of how this actually impacts PlayStation in a positive way because everyone seems to be just worried that we're going to be losing uh, Fallout and Elder Scrolls and this and that. But, you know, there's a lot of good that can come out of this for Sony. So let me kind of preface all of this right from the beginning. First of all, I mean, I, I've already said it, but Microsoft bought ZeniMax Media. So ZeniMax Media uh, is basically an umbrella company-ish thingy for a, a number of studios that we know and love. So Microsoft acquired ZeniMax Media for $7.5 billion USD, which is $3.5 billion more than what was spent on Star Wars, I believe. It's crazy. Um, so, and of course, this includes all the studios that come under ZeniMax Media across the globe. I think there's like almost like 2,000 employees that are being put into that Microsoft fold after this. And it, it includes Bethesda Softworks. We all know Bethesda Softworks. Bethesda Game Studios, id Software, ZeniMax Online Studios, Arcane, Machine Games, Tango Gameworks, Alpha Dog, and Roundhouse Studios. So obviously Bethesda, Bethesda Game Studios, you know, Elder Scrolls. Uh, Fallout, we kind of know that pretty well. Even Fallout 76, even though, you know, we don't even talk about that. But Fallout 76 as well. Of course, it's software. I was just streaming Doom, Doom Eternal. I love that game. Zenimax Online is Elder Scrolls Online, I believe. Arcane did some amazing work with stuff like Dishonored. Uh, Tango Gameworks, of course, Evil Within. Evil Within 2, amazing, awesome horror games. Uh, anyone that loves Resident Evil should definitely check that out. Machine Games, of course, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein 2. Um, I'm not sure what Alpha Dog and Roundhouse Studios have done, but you know, being under that umbrella, I'm sure they've they've got some amazing talent over there. So basically, Microsoft Microsoft did a pretty cool thing over here by getting a number of these studios. They 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 definitely will be getting the bang for their buck when it comes to the type of work and the talent that that's in there. Um, especially when you say when you can now officially say that Fallout and Elder Scrolls are basically Microsoft owned properties like it, like they, you always have to think about it that way now Xbox owns Elder Scrolls which is crazy to think because I know a lot of people especially in the mainstream as well uh, because I always use uh, my girlfriend and a couple of my friends who are not really into gaming I use them as like my mainstream, mainstream audience 
And uh, you know, when I just talked to them about games, they don't really know too much. But when I mentioned Skyrim, everyone knows Skyrim. You know what or what? Everyone knows Skyrim. Everyone knows Fosroda. Everyone knows that for some reason, right? So the fact that they own those properties is, is a very big deal, especially since they are trying to push more towards uh, towards the mainstream with xCloud and Xbox Game Pass and whatever will come to be with xCloud once it's on iOS, hopefully, and everything else, right? I can easily see that becoming uh, the Netflix for gaming for just the mainstream audience and anyone. And now they have all these amazing studios under their under their umbrella. I know I've been using the word umbrella quite a bit, well, whatever, right? The, the main thing with what this does, first of all, is that it beefs up Xbox Game Pass. So I think that's like the main thing that they've been trying to sell. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, since Halo got, got delayed, one thing that a lot of people have been noticing is that Microsoft has been really pushing Xbox Game Pass. And Xbox Game Pass is basically turning into their um, exclusive of sorts for the Xbox Series X and Series S, which in my opinion is not good. Uh, like, obviously, it's an amazing deal. I have Xbox Game Pass on my PC and I plan on using Xbox Game Pass for the rest of my life. I love it. It's like one of the best deals in gaming. But I'm sorry, but you can't, you can't put a deal. You can't tell me that I'm gonna buy a 4K OLED TV or something like that and say, oh yeah, but you gotta get Netflix with it. You know, that's that's the way the real thing. It's like, it's like no, if I wanna, if I'm getting OLED TV, 4K, all this stuff, you know, I'm gonna buy an Ultra HD Blu-ray, Blu-ray disc and watch maybe you know Lord of Rings or or Star Wars, a new Star Wars series, something like that. You know, like you wanna you wanna actually get something that will actually utilize that hardware. So you can, um, uh, like, that's just my opinion, obviously, because they will get new games on Xbox Game Pass. So of course, like, I totally understand that part of it. But like, again, like, I don't think that's a good selling point to say, hey, buy a Series X so you can subscribe to something which will then give you games that will come out in the future, hopefully. But until then, there's some older games that you can play. Like, like no, no that's, that's just my opinion. Again, I love Xbox Game Pass. I have it on PC. I've been a big supporter of it. I keep talking about it all the time, right? But... This obviously beefs up Xbox Game Pass, so you know all these games like Skyrim, Fallout 76, I think, which, which is already there. Doom Eternal just came out a little while back. You can imagine Dishonored, Dishonored 2, Evil Within, Evil Within 2. All these games will be beefing up that Xbox Game Pass lineup. And of course, the new games that will be coming out from Bethesda next year or so, hopefully Starfield maybe, uh, will also be kind of adding to it, right? We'll also be going into that, which is amazing, day one, right? So you never need to actually spend... 60 USD or in Canada, 89, or oh, actually I should just 70 USD or in Canada, 89 Korean dollars for a game before tax, by the way, for all these games, right? Because now they will be part of that subscription. So, which is of course great. I know they've come out saying that they will of course look into um, future games, future titles like Starfield, like Elder Scrolls 6, whether or not they will come to consoles, other consoles, uh, and they will look at that as a case by case basis, right? So obviously, one thing this does is it kind of solves their exclusive problem, right? We know Microsoft has had this issue for a while. You know, no matter what hardware you have, I have a really beefy PC. I have a I have an awesome setup. But if there's nothing that actually utilizes my beefy PC, it's a waste. It's literally a waste, right? Um, and that's kind of what I'm noticing right now with the Series X and the Series S. You know, with with the with November coming like just a, a few few weeks away with the new consoles rolling around. You know, there's nothing that makes anyone say, I need a Series X for this, right? And I know on the PS5, I've already kind of, you know, taken them into the boxing, boxing ring with this sort of stuff, but I've already kind of talked about how all so many other games are coming out on PS4, which doesn't really make sense, but 
at least we can kind of say, okay, you know what? It's an exclusive still. It's only under the Sony platform. It's not like a third-party thing. Uh, plus, they do have Demon Souls and the Derby game. I don't even know what that is. I'm not even interested in that game. Well, I don't know why they would choose that game of all things, but whatever, right? At least there's like something. But the, the thing with Series X and Series S right now is there's nothing that you can say, oh, I need a console for this or I need this console only for this. To be honest, there's nothing that's really coming out that will excite people for the new consoles. But you know, you still want that exclusive. You still want that Breath of the Wild to kind of kind of say that, yeah, this is why I got this. This is such an amazing experience I can only have on this console. And that's the issue that I'm noticing with Xbox. And of course, they're fixing it with, with buying studios and stuff like that. But I also want to kind of preface all this because I will be obviously talking about, you know, how it kind of affects Sony in some sense. But people should also realize that the fruits of these labors and everything like that won't be around for a very long time, let alone maybe even this generation. Now, I don't want to say that like Elder Scrolls won't come out of this generation. And it most likely will, hopefully. But even if there's another game by Bethesda, like um, like Starfield, for example, which might come out next year or the year after, that might, that's like one game. And then we've seen how long of a break uh, Bethesda takes between the games, right? And on top of that, all these other studios, um, again, like nothing nothing against them, right? Nothing against them. I love Doom Eternal. I mean, if you don't believe me, check out my, my, my stream on, on Twitch and everything like that. But like the thing is that these games came out, but it's not like they came out and they sold 15, 20 million like Spider-Man level of, of copies, right? They came out and they did well. They have they, they have their audience and they totally, they perfectly seem like a game I would get on Xbox Game Pass. Like I would not want to go out outright and buy a $90 Doom Eternal or $90 Evil Within 2 or something like that. I would rather get it in Game Pass. I'm paying a subscription and I get it through Game Pass and that's it, right? And I think that's why those games, other than Elm Scrolls and Fallout, those games so perfectly fit into that Game Pass mold. Right, and this will solve that problem in a way, right? It will give Microsoft more of a more of a standing with Sony when it comes to having games that they can say, yeah, th these are our exclusive. This, these are coming on our platform. So now we know that Ghostwire Tokyo and uh, Deathloop are both still under the exclusive clause or whatever with Sony because they are still uh, whatever the time exclusivity thing is. Um, so we they kind of get that, but again, we know that it'll be on Game Pass, you know, either way, and and that can be a big selling point. But my one thing is, I'm I, I this is just kind of what I hope they do. Um, I definitely think that Microsoft, because there's been a lot of rumblings, right? I definitely do hope that Microsoft keeps these Bethesda games, other than Deathloop and and Tango, the Ghostwire Tokyo. I hope that they keep it all exclusive to their platform and PC, right? Um, this is a good way to incentivize people to try their platform or to get an Xbox, right? This is the reason why people are lining up and trying to get PlayStation 5 because they're excited for God of War. They're excited for the new Spider-Man game, right? I, I just, because I, I've been reading like, oh yeah, why would they buy a $7.5 billion company and not make their games available everywhere? And it's like, you know, like I get that thing, but it's like, this is such a perfect opportunity for Microsoft to be able to take such a big market share, such a big chunk of the market share by saying, look at the exclusives we have, look at the games we have, you can only get this on Xbox, right? And I just don't want it to be that they're like, oh yeah, we we own it, it's kind of like Minecraft, but you can play whatever you want, don't worry, we're, we're, we're everywhere. It's like, okay, like, I mean, I, I, I totally, I can see them like doing so well and, and, you know, getting a big foothold with this, but I'm just like, there's a part of me just being like, oh, come on, like Microsoft, you can do this, man, trust me, please, you know, but, Obviously, that's like one possibility. And let's say 
that they don't, that they, they say it's multi-platform and stuff like that, right? Then even then I can see this being a win for, for Microsoft in a way, especially nowadays, right? Nowadays when games are getting more expensive, you know, not everyone is able to exp- afford this luxury, right? With everything that's happening in the world, a lot of people are, are you know, having some uh, some downturn when it comes to like just economically and stuff like that. They are, a lot of people are losing their jobs and stuff like that. So imagine, you know, telling them that, hey, the Elder Scrolls game that you love uh, is going to be on PlayStation. It's going to be there for 70 USD before tax and everything like that. But if you had an Xbox console or if you had PC and you're subscribed to Xbox Game Pass, you don't need to pay us anything else. That's it. You just pay us, you're, you're subscribed to Game Pass and that's all we, all we need. That's it. You're done. You're set. Can you imagine the selling point that would be? So anyone that's on the PlayStation side will obviously be, if they, they would have to pay that premium, which obviously, you know, Microsoft will get a chunk of. And on top of that, on their side, they're saying that, yo, I know that PlayStation games are, are you know, it's pretty, you, you love your PlayStation, PlayStation uh, ecosystem. Enjoy those games. Enjoy Spider-Man. Enjoy Demon Souls, stuff like that. But why don't you try the Xbox Series S? Or how about this? Why don't you just try to try, just get xCloud? Just subscribe to us. And that's all you need. You don't need to, you don't need to go out and spend all your hard-earned money or 80 USD or 70 USD. Sorry, I'm just bumping up the price. 70 USD for 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 this new Elder Scrolls game. You can just get us on xCloud and just play whatever you want. And that's it. You're set. And like, and that's a good selling point because I think that will that could possibly entice more people because at that point you're seeing it. You're seeing it. Hey, this is 70 USD. You know, like the same thing what happens with me when I look at a game on Epic Games. And I look at the game on, on, on Steam. And if I notice a game on Epic Games is cheaper than Steam, or if a game is cheaper on Epic Games or Steam versus PlayStation Store or Xbox or whatever, right? And I'm like, wait, it's, it's cheaper here. I'm obviously going to buy it there, right? Like that's kind of my mindset because I have access to those platforms. So can you imagine like if you have in some sense through xCloud and stuff like that access to that platform, you're like, hey, I can just pay $5 or something per month here versus me spending $80 or 70, I guess keep saying 80, I guess because I'm, I'm Canada, I keep thinking of Canada, but 70 USD to buy this game, right? So like, I could totally see how that could be a good way to get a lot more people, even people that have PlayStation, if it's like 110 million people who have PlayStations and they're not only getting a PlayStation 5, but they're also getting xCloud and subscribe to Xbox Game Pass for, for Microsoft, that's a win. For them, that's like, yeah, this is exactly what we wanted, <laughs> right? <laughs> this will be perfect. So, I mean, I think that's like, I, I could totally see them doing that. Um, obviously, the one thing, one great thing about this, and this is kind of when I go down and, and start talking about why this is a good thing for Sony. First of all, this creates competition. And this is purely because of what we are seeing now. Um, it's no secret, all the weird moves that Sony is doing when it, when it comes to uh, Spider-Man and the Spider-Man remastered thing and how it's not actually... Uh, crossing over or you're not able to if you own spider-man on your ps4 you don't get the spider-man remastered and the saves don't cross over like all this craziness right they, they are being a little anti-consumer and stuff like this right stuff like this that kind of causes a bit of a rattle in the in the in the norm when it comes to people buying consoles it's a good thing because that's what happened with playstation 2 and sony becoming two for themselves that oh yeah look at us we're the we're the best we're just going to charge people crazy amounts uh they'll pay for it because it's sony we're playstation and then look what happened. You know, 360 came out of nowhere. And then Sony played catch up and was like, okay, no, wait, sorry, wait, wait, let's make some games. We're making good games. Trust us, good games and stuff like that. Look at it. And then PS4 came and same thing happened with Xbox. You know, they got too cocky and Xbox One came around with all these issues. So that's what I was happening. That's what I was noticing happening leading into the PlayStation 5. And we kind of still see it as Sony is like, you can only get these 
amazing games where like at our console so we're not worried we know you're gonna come to us and and that's the that's not good because because that's all that does is causes um sony to kind of do their best to kind of milk as much money as, as possible from from the consumers whilst also kind of you know maximizing the returns and not giving us the same kind of content that we might have gotten in in the ps3 era right so this is obviously a good thing when it comes to creating competition because it will get sony to think okay should we purchase a studio and i don't i don't mean publisher 7.5 billion sony sony does not have that kind of money right but like if they want to maybe they maybe they can invest in housemark right because they've always done really great games for sony maybe they can invest in in uh, remedy entertainment right like there's all these people that sony can potentially invest in and and work with these studios and there maybe maybe this might be the push maybe this might be the push that they needed to be like you know what let us let's let's look into this let's check this out you know so i think that's obviously a very good thing i obviously i i kind of honestly do hope that they rather than buying a studio or anything like that they actually kind of create studios from the ground up they work to create studios from the ground up hire good talent kind of nurture them the same day the same way that they've done for so many of their other studios right um you know obviously naughty dog was kind of brought into the fold like later on and stuff like that or, or like earlier on in that early days but you know, like Naughty Dog has been nurtured to the point where they are making games like Uncharted and The Last of Us and games that everyone's been talking about. Same thing goes with Sucker Punch to the point where they made something like Ghost Tsushima. Same thing with Guerrilla Games when they were making games like Killzone and now they're making a game like Horizon or Dawn which is considered as one of the greatest games of all time. Same way what they did with Sony Santa Monica with God of War and we saw the early God of War that people loved it. It was great but it was just people were like, okay, it's a cool action game and look what they did. They nurtured that studio. They nurtured people like Cory Barlog to like you know be creative in that environment and we got amazing games like the new god of war the reboot in a sense or sorts and you know we saw stuff like that come out so i want them to rather than say okay let's go out and buy wb uh, or something like that or i buy rocksteady stuff like that i I rather them say okay look look at the studio we already have because people forget that sony already has a big big chunk of studios right if they just decided to give them a bunch of money, invest in them, invest in the creative creative minds there. We would over time, in the same time frame, the Bethesda will be will be throwing out throwing out some some of their their games like Fallout or Elder Scrolls or whatever. Will these these studios will be nurtured to that point where they will be getting giving us new IPs, new experiences, like the same way we got Uncharted and PlayStation 3, the same way we got Ghost Tsushima recently, the same way we got Lost Last of Us doing the, the PSVR, same way how we got the God of War reboot recently and Horizon Zero Dawn, you know, like these are the people, these are the creative minds that we need to nurture and give them an opportunity to just kind of ex- express themselves in a sense, you know, rather than just kind of being shackled to a, a, a specific IP or a franchise, say, hey, try something new, give, give it your best, try something new, we've got your back, here's the money, do your thing, you know, and that's, I think, what a lot of studios need at this point. And I think that's one of the reasons that Bethesda, and ZeniMax Media in general was sold to Microsoft because they weren't weren't doing too great, right? Because if you notice the games that they were releasing, like I was talking about, like it's no nothing that's like um, it's like a secret or something like that. Game like Doom Eternal, Prey, um, what else was there? Like uh, even like even a Fall seventy six in a way, Fall seventy six still sold a bit, but like Dishonored two and all those games, right? They they didn't sell as much. They were critically acclaimed. They uh, again, again, not for seventy six, but you know they were obviously critically well received, but they didn't sell that that well. And obviously, for a studio, for especially a huge studio like that, or or a huge publisher like that, it's obviously you know they're losing a lot of money. 
So I think that's why they needed that security from Microsoft that they have all this money coming in. They have all this, you know, ready so they can always they can always have some sort of support in the back end to make sure that, you know, people are getting the salary, people are getting paid, you know, no one's no one's getting their uh, benefits taken away or anything like that, right? So it does kind of make sense. And I think it will be great. It will be great if, you know, Microsoft also gives a lot of these studios the freedom to kind of express themselves, right? The same way how we've seen with stuff like Guerrilla Games, stuff like that. I hope these studios just don't turn into, all right, give us Wolfenstein, give us Doom, give us Fallout, give us Elder Scrolls. Like, no, let's, let's let them experiment. Let them try new things. Let them try new games, new IPs, new franchises, all right? And I think that's when we get some amazing, most amazing experiences when it comes to gaming. That's one of the reasons I love gaming, when it comes to new experiences, right? I can, I, I love playing sequels, but when, it, when it's a game like Go Tsushima that comes out of nowhere and I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. Like, you know, those are the games that I remember, uh, remember the most when it comes to the end of the generation, right? So another thing I also want to kind of talk about is Microsoft is obviously currently playing catch up. So obviously we talked about that, you know, Sony has a, a huge set of studios already. This kind of allows Microsoft to, when it comes to all the studios, be at the same level as Sony. So now we can officially kind of be like, okay, they both have a good set of studios under them and they're both able to churn out some amazing, amazing games, right? Again, like I said, like Sony might not feel any effects of this for a while, uh, just because of how long it takes to make games and all that. Um, but one of the other reasons that I also want to kind of bring this up was this again, this is anecdotal evidence. This is purely based on the PS5 pre-order stuff. Uh, from my experience, from one EB game slash GameStop store in Toronto, in Canada. Um, so the other day I went, I, 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 I don't know if I talked about it before. I did, I think I did talk about this before, but I got my pre-order Walmart, but it had the wrong address. Like I said, I was moving and I, I asked Walmart, I'm like, okay, can I change the address? Because at that time I hadn't moved. And obviously I was moving a few weeks later, right? And obviously in that moment, I was so, I just wanted to quickly get it, right? So I just pressed yes, 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 whatever. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot the shipping address, whatever, I need to change that. Um, Walmart being Walmart made it a huge pain that even though the thing's coming out like a, a little while later, it's like a pre-order, they're like, sorry, we can't change the shipping address. So for me, I was like, they said that okay, what you can do is contact the carrier when it gets shipped, when it gets shipped out. And I don't know how well that will work. At the same time, Walmart doesn't have the best record of like giving stuff, giving you stuff on time. So at least on and on my part, I don't know if this is everywhere. So I was like, okay, look, I need to, I need to find another pre-order and I can then I can cancel my Walmart pre-order, right? So I was lucky enough, I was at EB Games. I was in line to to sell a few games and stuff like that. And my girlfriend wanted to get Super Mario 3D All-Stars. And by chance, we hear, uh, we overhear someone behind us because because of the pandemic, everyone's like lined up social distancing. Uh, we only get to go in at a when there's like a certain amount of like free space available in that store. So there was someone behind us asking one of the store managers that, oh, do you have any PS5 pre-orders left? And the person was like, yeah, we have a, we have a few left still. So obviously I was ahead of them. I overheard. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I, I, they, all, they got the pre-orders too. I, I saw them get the pre-orders. So it's not like I stole the pre-orders, right? But I went in, I immediately kind of almost like, you know, told my girlfriend, I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't even buy your Super Mario 3D All-Stars game, but give me a second first. I quickly went right in front and said, hey, you have a PS5 pre-orders uh, available still? And, and the person was like, yep, we, we still have them available, don't worry. And obviously I, I got everything set. I, I gave the deposit and everything like that. I was like, perfect. I was like, oh my God, I pre-ordered everything else as well, like controls and everything like that. So I was really happy. I was like, okay, this is perfect. In the meantime, when, when the person was obviously doing all that pre-order work on his end, all that stuff, I was just curious. I was just asking him, asking him questions about this because I was telling him my experience when I went, I lined up, uh, and literally six people in front of me, 
I'm like number eight. I'm so the seven people in front of me. I'm the, I was number eight. Literally, we we door opens. We go in. Six people get their pure the things, and literally seven onward. They're like, sorry, they cut us off. So the entire store had six PS5s available, which is crazy. There was like a huge lineup, like probably 30, 40 people. Some people got mad, whatever. Like you know, you, I don't think they should get like. I, I feel like I talked about this before, but no need to get mad at at the store store managers or people working in the stores. They don't control this, <laughs> right? So like I, I I told him about that experience and and he was like no like we have a lot more because it was a bigger um, EB games he like we have a lot more allocated and I was like okay I'm kind of curious like because uh, like the Xbox Series X and S just went on pre order literally like a couple of days before so I'm like I'm just I'm just curious how is how is like Xbox doing in comparison is it already like sold out stuff like that and he was like nope it's not even a close match or anything like that so like when uh, so he was saying the PS5 is beating Xbox at least. Again, this is from that store, from this one person telling me in Toronto and Canada, I don't know how it is everywhere else, right? But like, this was kind of my experience. And when that person said like, yep, nope, no one, no, like uh, Xbox is like not even like close <laughs> to PS5. Obviously Xbox is at this point sold out. So that obviously makes me believe that they're obviously creating a very small amount of stock for Xbox Series S and X during launch. At the same time, you know, PS5 is arguably still the more in-demand product. Like, even with all this Bethesda stuff, even with everything that's happening, they are still, everyone still wants a PS5, right? It obviously sways a few people, but Bethesda does not have that same kind of, I don't want to say they're not valuable anymore, but they don't, they, that name just doesn't carry the same weight it did in 2011, Right? Even when Fallout 4 came out, Fallout 4 was great. It was big in a way, but it was not the same, right? It was not the same as Fallout 3. So I think that's what, what's happening now. Uh, I, I asked my girlfriend about this. I asked a few of my friends about this who, who know about Bethesda, who know about Skyrim. And I was like, oh yeah, you can only get it on Xbox. And it didn't it didn't phase them. Even for my girlfriend, I'm like, oh, do you want to get the Xbox Series X or S? Because it was still available at that time. Uh, it was. Uh, I found it a lot easier. I, I didn't pre-order it in the end. But it, it was available on Best Buy for a while. And she was like, no, like I would I want to get a PS5 instead. So it's like they, they, Microsoft did a really great job getting this. But I, I, I do wonder if this is something that actually affects the mainstream audience. Or is this, is this something that only affects the very, very hardcore audience that still somehow is sticking around for Bethesda games, right? Bethesda had such a huge foothold in a, a, a while back. But this is what happens when you release a game like Skyrim in 2011 and then keep re-releasing on everything even when it was playable on like a Corsair keyboard recently like when you when that keeps happening it it, it just gets to a point like okay like I think people are just done Elder Scrolls 6 will be coming out but people will just not I just don't see people lining up or people in the mainstream being like oh my god what is that right the same way that people got so excited to try out Red Redemption 2 or God of War or Grand Theft Auto 5 or even Last of Us Part 2 right? Like a lot of people in the mainstream just see these games. They're like, oh my God, this game, like, what is it? Right? The, I, I just don't know if Elder Scrolls were carried carry the same weight, but just because of how long it's been, again, I can be completely proven wrong. And most likely I will, who knows, right? Like I, it, Elder Scrolls can do some amazing marketing and come out being like, look at this. We have huge world. We have this and that and that. And people will be extremely happy and people will be, you know, praising Microsoft for doing this and stuff like that. But at the moment, like the the shift that I thought I would see when it comes to Microsoft and, and, and Sony, that shift didn't happen. I thought when this when this announcement with Bethesda and everything like that, people would be like, oh my God, now now what do I do? 
Like, what do I buy, right? I wanted, I wanted to see people genuinely kind of help, trying to decide. They could only buy one console. What do I do, right? In the end, I still believe that you should, if you're, if you're a gamer and you love video games, try. Obviously, there's a lot of plans that you can do, especially with Xbox. Try and get all consoles, right? Because there's so many amazing experiences everywhere, right? But right now, in this moment, with this economy, if you're only able to purchase one console, right? I want there more to be more of a discourse or something where. What should I buy? Should I buy an Xbox? Should I buy uh, a PlayStation 5? Should I buy an Xbox because they have some amazing games coming in the future? Should I buy a PS5 because their first year from 2020 until 2021 looks amazing with games like Ratchet & Clank, God of War, Horizon, Demon's Souls, and God knows what else because we don't Sony hasn't announced anything yet, right? So it's like, you know, when you compare the, compare the two, it's like it's like I wanted more of more of confusion between uh, amongst people, amongst gamers who are still turned aside what game they, what what console they should buy and unfortunately i'm not seeing that i know ign did like a poll and the number of people that wanted to buy an xbox series x or s went up by like a couple of percentage and i remember like they showed it and it was obviously like talked about like oh like it made a change and stuff like that i'm like okay like a couple of percentage i don't know i don't like i again like in the grand scheme of things it's still like it's still good it still made a shift but in terms of what we are seeing right now it still seems that playstation 5 is is much much ahead and this Xbox Game Pass and Xbox All Access program, all this stuff is just not being marketed to its full extent. It's not being talked about fully in Canada, at least from what I'm seeing. Not many people even know what Game Pass is here. Not many people know about what All Access programs are and stuff like that. You know, so I, I just I just want to see what Microsoft can do because they, in the end of the day, a lot of people keep forgetting that we buy these consoles for games. You can sell me services. You can sell me games that came out 15 years ago. You can tell me that we're backward compatible and this and that. But at the end of the day, if you don't have a game that I can only play on your platform, why will I care? That was the only reason why so many people jumped at PS4 because of games like God of War and Last of Us and Uncharted. That's the reason that people love the Nintendo Switch for games like Breath of the Wild, for the new Hyrule game that's coming out, for Super Mario Odyssey, Mario Kart, Super Smash, right? When I think about Microsoft... Like, all the games that come out, I always go like, oh, meh. I mean, Sunset Overdrive was, like, my favorite one. And now that's owned by my by um, Insomniac, which is now owned by PlayStation. So it's like, like you know, if, if, you, if, you're not, if you're not showing me games that I can only get on your console, like Halo Infinite, for example. And, like, I'm, I'm sorry, but, like, that's not a good thing. You should never, I always say this, you, like, you should never buy a console for one game, right? You should buy a console because it has a number of games that you like. And you are excited to see what they can do in the future. So that's something that a lot of people should they, people should always remember that because going into the idea that oh yeah buy this console now buy us because four years from now you'll see hundreds of games. It's like no like at that point I'll wait four years, right? And I feel like a lot of people should be looking at it that way, especially with everything that's happening in the world. So I'll leave it there. Of course, if you want to message me, talk to me about anything I discussed today, please email me at amandamangames at gmail.com. You can always hang out with me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash amandaman of course i have my instagram and twitter and everything like that all everything in the description below so just just message me talk to me if you have any questions if you want to talk about what, what i just discussed today uh, what console you're buying stuff like that let me know and i will see you next time bye